gift card scams are a major problem and something to look out for, especially during the holidays. How do they work and how can you avoid them? I'm Roger Chang, this is Daily Charge. With me to break down why gift cards are such a favorite tactic of scammers is seen the editor Ian Schur. So first off, how big of a problem are gift card scams? Huge, and in fact, so large that we don't even really have a grasp on how big a problem this is. So just to give you a sense of it, uh, what really got me into the story was that the Federal Trade Commission last year came out with a single data point that got a ton of people's attention. And what it was is that uh, they counted more than $245 million lost in gift card scams, right? So that's people having their money stolen in gift card scams since 2018. And the average loss being over $800 per person. In a world where most Americans can't afford a surprise $1,000 bill, that is horrifying. And it caused a ton of people to start really paying attention to this issue, including AARP and a bunch of other people, and of course, myself, which is what's led to the story. But it's it's a really fascinating problem. And even though it's far smaller than stuff like identity theft, which cost Americans a staggering $56 billion last year, um, it's also something that's very different because normally we get paid back, right? Normally the credit card companies will give us our money back when we have ID theft or something like that. We don't get anything back. We have no consumer protection when it comes to gift cards. If I get, uh, if I hand my gift card number over to a fraudster, uh, that's it. TS, it's over. So that, and just to give a sense of like how big the gift card industry is, because I didn't actually realize how big it was until I read your story. Like it's it's massive, right? Oh my gosh, I I didn't even realize, and I I I, I feel like I've been following this for quite a while. But um, in fact, the gift card industry is larger than uh, most uh, than all but a handful of countries. Like uh, gift card spending is expected to reach two point seven trillion dollars with a T by twenty twenty seven, which is topping all but U.S., China, Japan, Germany, and the U.K. And that is, by the way, up from a trillion dollars this year. Like, it's insane how much money we're spending. And part of it, of course, is the pandemic has supercharged a lot of this, right? And even when we look at, like, there's a survey that CNET Parent Red Ventures did recently, they found that one in five people plan to use gift cards when shopping during the holidays. So it's clear that this is a popular and growing thing. Right. So let's let's get into it. These, these scams, because I'm sure there are a lot of questions about how they actually work, because it's it, it's not as obvious as, as you said, as identity theft. But how does how do gift cards play a role with scammers stealing money from people? Yeah. So most of the time, this stuff is really about a con game. Right. It's about gaining your confidence, social engineering and getting you to believe that you need to hand over gift cards somehow to the person on the other end of the phone. So, for example, one of the things they'll do is create a website and try to use Google as their to help them with their efforts. So I, I profile one person who was trying to cancel her Match.com subscription, right, the dating site, and was actually Google led her 
to a phone number that was the scammers. And that was, you know, they said, oh, well, yeah, we can refund you. And then what they did was actually pretend that they put more money in her bank account than she actually was supposed to be refunded. And she needed to refund them with gift cards. And they ended up with $3,500 of her money. Um, the scammer might also be an FBI agent or pretending to be an IRS agent, threatening you to, you know, warrant for your arrest for something you didn't do or canceling your social security number, which if you're on a, you know, you're, you're a retiree on a fixed income, that is terrifying. And the only way to stop it is to, you know, uh, get a lawyer who conveniently is a phone call away and another scammer who takes payment and gift cards. So this stuff is all over the place. So uh, that and this is this is what fascinates me because uh, I, I feel like logically, if someone's asking you for a form of payment in gift cards and not, you know, money, wouldn't some red flags fly up for you or like how like how is it that they're able to convince folks to spend money on gift cards as a form of payment, which is yeah, that's a bit that's that's kind of unusual, right? Absolutely. And it's really like it, uh, everyone I've told this story to kind of rolls their eyes and is like, wow, I'm surrounded by idiots. And the truth is that is completely unfair to the human condition. The truth is that when when the, these scams are designed to get us into an emotional state, right? And either it's to get us into a fight or flight or to get us terrified of something or whatever, to a point where we like our brains just are not able to make good decisions. We, we act on instinct and the instinct almost always goes in the wrong direction for you in these scams. So sometimes they're trying to get you to be compassionate for the other person, right? They make you believe that they've given you too much money into your bank account because of the refund you were supposed to get. And now they're going to lose their job, right? Or somehow they convince you that you caused it to happen. So you are a good person in this case. But in fact, you're getting scammed. It's it's always it's always about playing off of your emotions. And so that's why it's so easy for us to sit here and be like, wow, I would never fall for this. But in fact, everyone from all sorts of walks of life have. And statistically, it has hit your family. It's and it's hit mine, by the way, as well. So it's something that exists everywhere. And the worst part about this, getting back to one of the fascinating things about the story, is that we don't have any data practically about it other than that FTC data. Because there's no consumer protections on this, there's very little reporting. People usually don't go to the police because they're SOL anyway, and they're embarrassed, right? Like, I don't want to go to the police and admit that I lost thousands of dollars, so I'm just going to eat it, and that'll be it. And in most cases, as you mentioned before, like there probably isn't anything they can do about it anyways. Like if you're if you went to the police and filed a report, probably chances are like you're never gonna see that money again, right? Yeah. So there's a there's a law that was written back in the seventies that is designed to protect us from when we have unauthorized, and I'm air quoting here, charges on our credit cards. And that is a law that we rely on very much so for ID theft protection. But when you hand over that gift card number, you are legally, if you were to go to court, authorizing them to use that gift card. 
And so there's there's no real reason legally that the retailers or anyone else has to protect you and give you your money back. So a lot of the police in all of the stories I've heard, right? And I've I've heard from victims, I've spoken to them, I've talked to advocates. The police are very much like, yeah, that happened. That sucks for you. And they'll they'll take your numbers. Maybe, you know, I've heard about the police not even wanting to get the the fraudsters numbers because oftentimes the you know the fraudsters use the phone number and then ditch it so it doesn't even matter and they'll often say just go to AARP or some other consumer uh, advocacy organization they'll help you kind of unwind this mess for yourself but there's not much the police are going to do about it yeah you mentioned AARP a couple times i mean like is it overgeneralizing to say that the victims are largely from an older less tech savvy demographic you know, uh, even a bunch of the people who are experts in this world both thought that was true. Uh, so ARP got in on this pretty hard. You know, they saw this was going on. They got that FTC data like I did. And then they started a mission, really, really, they're in the middle of it, of trying to educate the people who they obviously are are advocating for, right, elderly people, to actually start fighting against this stuff, right, and really own the gift card space. But it turns out from one survey that Microsoft did, they found that people who are Gen Z and Gen X are more likely to be scammed out of gift cards than elderly people. So Actually, this seems to be a very broad problem. But again, we have no sense of it because there's no protections and thus there's no actual effort to get the data together necessary to learn what's going on. Got it. And, and just, I guess, generally, like how do you how do you stay vigilant? Like what's what's is there any sort of general advice on you know, how to look out for these kinds of scams? Yeah, I, the number one thing and the only real answer that, you know, you should get in your head about this story is that no legitimate person will ever ask you to pay for anything with a gift card. That is number one end of the story. If you learn nothing else from me today, no one should ever be asking you for a gift card. Even if you have a Target gift card and you walk into Target, I've never had them say, do you have a gift card to pay with? They never ask. Because, in fact, the retailers, the funny quirk of the gift card world is that the retailers don't have to give you your money back with the gift cards if you never use them, right? They just sit there in their bank accounts. So they benefit from us never using our gift cards. They want us to keep them in our bank, in our wallet, and, and hopefully never use it. But generally speaking, no one is ever going to ask you for a gift card legitimately ever. So that is the only way you can be vigilant. Anything else, there are so many different types of scams. There's so many different ways that this works. It is shocking how many different ways people get you into the spot where you are paying them with gift cards. But it always comes down to that, is the gift cards. And you, you talked about the retailers. I'm curious if they're doing anything or if there's anything they can do in terms of staving off some of these scams. Since I mean, they do stand the benefit from these scams, obviously, but... Um, what, 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 are they doing that? Are they aware of the problem? So this is probably the most heartbreaking part of the story for me, is that um, 
only Best Buy really got back to me. And they wouldn't go on the record in an interview. They would only give me bullet-pointed answers. And most of the bullet points were, were educating our uh, people at the front of the store, right? Our checkout clerks. We have signage to warn you, which a bunch of them do too, right? Like my local grocery store has a sign on the gift card display to warn people about this types of scams. But generally speaking, the retailers are aware of this on some level. But going back to that data problem, because of the way gift cards work, right? They're they're largely anonymous. You can't actually really determine how many gift cards are fraudulent in the system because the money's real, right? It's 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 Grandpa Johnny or Grandma Matilda's money. And that for the retailers, that's real money. Their fraud detection systems are designed to identify fake money. <laughs> so in a really weird way, the entire kind of incentive structure around fraud for retailers doesn't at all capture anything about this. So they are aware of it. They do educate people uh, and they do do things to try and stop it. But, you know, a lot of the advocates feel as though retailers are leaving customers Mm. in the cold. Well, lots, lots to consider, Ian. Thanks for your time. You can check out his story and our full package on gift card scams on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.